Good morning, everyone. Oh, it's again a privilege to be here. It's a really gift from God to be here. Uh, we should be ready to go back home now. If we just understand what we sang a few moments ago when you talked about amazing grace. It's all the message that we need. It's everything that we need to understand. What amazing grace reached us and changed our lives. And look at the last words that we sang about to turn our eyes to Jesus and let the other things just fade away. We are surrounded for so many things in this world, so many good things. And we are so easily tempted to rely on these things that are around us, to put our faith and our hope, our expectations in these things that will pass, will frustrate us. And sometimes the end is like this young woman that took his, her own life. It's a privilege to be here. It's a present from God to be part of this family, to count with your patience, with your love, and everything that this church is, everything that we are, not only for us, for ourselves, but for the community around us, for the people that you know, people that passes here during the week and can see in our lives who Jesus are, is. Not what we want to show them, not what we pretend to show them, but what Jesus is in our lives. This is the big challenge for us. I'm not so very mobile this moment, but I'll try to do the best. Yes, it's a privilege to be here again, as I said before. Let me see if this works. No? Yeah, it's there. And uh, we have this picture in our site, in our website, in the I know, in everywhere that we are, uh, that we have our communication with the members, with people that is connected with the church. And it's the picture of our new sermon series that we started two weeks ago. And you can see that it's something that is different. It's somebody in the middle or something, a picture there in the middle that is different for everyone around it, around the one that is shining among the darkness. But among the others, there are in different colors. That is what we are thinking about discipleship, to be Jesus' disciples, to follow Jesus. This is the series that we have now, Follow My Leader. And we will talk about a lot of interesting things. How is to follow Jesus? How is to be a follower of Jesus? If you were here that Sunday, two weeks ago, you heard about this with our first topic. Follow my leader to learn obedience. And thank you, Paul, for that, that morning. It was amazing. It was special. And to follow Jesus is obedience, but it's much more than that. We intend to walk through some other important topics, as you see, 
for a few weeks in this journey of following Jesus. And we will be in the Gospel of John. John will be our, our path to be the way we, we want to go for it. The Gospel of John is the most theological gospel among the others. And the chapter 3 maybe is the summary of this theological baggage of John. We will think together about our theme for today. My theme is follow my leader to see that religion is not enough. We are talking about not to put our eyes in the things that the world can give us. Not to put our eyes in the expectations that you have with things that we do and we have as warranted. Follow my leader to see that religion is not enough. What is religion for us? It's just to come to this church or any other one? Just to do something during the week or in one day, specific day of the week? We are always, always following somebody or something. You remember, Paul? Some of you heard this last week or two weeks ago. And it's true. We are always ready to follow somebody. To follow something. To put something as our reference for our lives, for everything that we want to do. Good things, good references, good people, and bad people as well. Bad references as well. We know that the social media is the, the trend for a moment. Everything is around the social media. And do you know who is the most followed in social media? Any guesses? Okay, just to give you a clue or a tip, Instagram is the most followed social media. But who is the person? Do you know any guess? No one? Okay. Donald Trump. Yes, good guess. No, but it's not him. <laughs> Taylor Swift is one of those in the 10, the top 10. No, not Beyonce. No, not her. See this picture, please. Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow, Cristiano Ronaldo, the footballer, a player. Uh, should be, should be, yeah. He has two, for not make a mistake, 202 million followers. 202 million followers. How much do you think these followers know about him? How much do you think they can do with the things that he does? Or to live in the way he lives? Or play football like he plays? They are followers. There are people that are longing to hear things that he says and to do things that he wants to do, but they can't. They are followers, but they don't know who they are following. They are there. The number is there. And so the question comes back. Not my question, but a question that I would like to you do to yourself. Who is my leader? Who is your leader? Do you have one? Yes, I'm sure you have. Who or what 
Are you following in your life or with your life? What is your reference to live? Who is the person you look at and you see, oh, I would like to be like him? I remember my dad, and I always look to him in this way. But in some areas of his life, I just look to him and said, oh, no, I don't want this to my life. I want to be really, really different. But Claudia says that I'm just like him, <laughs> exactly like him. In the thing that I, would like, I wouldn't like to, do, to be. In the passage we will share now, John, the evangelist, tells us about a person that was very solid, that was very special in his society. He was so certain of his thoughts and his aptitudes and also quite, quite satisfied with everything that he had achieved so far. But something changes or changed in his life when Jesus comes to this scene, to this history. Please open your Bible, if you have it, in John chapter 3, verses 1 to 25. If you have the church Bible, we will be in the page 1065, 1065. And we have the projection there as well, you can follow there. And please, you don't need to correct me if I make any mistake here, but do the right thing in your Bible, okay? <laughs> the verse number one says the thing, the thing. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sounds, its sound. But you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? I tell you the truth. We speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen. But still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, 
So the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes in Him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His own and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light, because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Let's pray once again, please. Lord, we love you. And we cannot depend on ourselves. We cannot rely in our intelligence or in everything that we are. We are here, relying on you, depending on you, and asking you to speak to our hearts, to show us things that maybe Nicodemus could not understand at that time. Please, let your spirit, spirit walk with us and guide us in the understanding of you, your truth, and Jesus Christ in our lives. Thank you for your word. Thank you for everything that you are. Thank you for your love. And talk to our hearts with a miracle, with no barriers of languages of any things. Spoke to our hearts, God. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What an amazing portion of the Bible we have here of these scriptures we have here, so deep, so rich in so many areas. But let's think about the context, where we are here in this moment of Jesus' life. Jesus is in Jerusalem. It was the Jewish Passover feast. He saw the temple and all the things that were happening there. They were selling things, making commerce, exchanging money, thing was terrible there inside. He made a whip without of cords and drove all for the temple area, put them out of there, expelled them. He cleared the temple, is what we know. During this Passover feast, the Pesach of the Jewish people, Jesus saw many people and many people saw the miraculous, miraculous signs that he has done. And all the things that he was speaking. And many of them believed in him. So we can see this at the end of the chapter 2, verse 23 and 24. Here is the point we meet Nicodemus. This man, a good man. A man that was respected by his people. In his society, he heard about these amazing signs 
Or maybe he was present in one or two of them. He saw them, maybe. We don't know. Nicodemus is that person that I mentioned before. It's that man that was a Pharisee, one of the doctors of the law, a member of the Sanhedrin. Difficult name, yes. The high court of the Jewish people. He was a respected man. He was that kind of man who lived to keep the law, to fulfill the God's law, the law of Moses, in everything that that law asked people to, be, to do and to live for. He was a good religious man. He was sure about that, and people were sure then. An example for his people, a reference for them. And this, this way of life led him to his position in the high society of the Jewish people. He was there, a position of respect and authority among the people. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. This is a small detail that John gives us. A lot of things could be thinking about this, could be put here. A lot of lines of theology, of thinking different ways. It was the dark. It was because he was afraid. It was because it was part of the culture to be there, to think about theological things at night. Maybe because he was afraid of his colleagues. That they didn't like Jesus anymore, or very much. Maybe he was there because he was curious because he wasn't so sure about how much public this relationship with Jesus should be. Maybe because he was not so sure about how much he was willing to compromise himself. How much of this position, of this situation, of this way of life, he was keen to compromise being with Jesus. The fact is that he went there. He came to see Jesus with that curiosity that I said, with his desire to listen and to learn. And we heard that to follow somebody, we need to listen, we need to learn, and we need to leave the things that we see, we learned, and we want to do. Nicodemus would like to learn more. Despite all his own knowledge, of the Jewish law, of the culture, of everything that he was and the people was. Despite of his status, he was there. He would like to hear from Jesus. He called Jesus Rabbi. There was respect. He was recognizing that Jesus had something to tell him, something different. A teacher. And in our Portuguese version of this test, we have master, not only teacher for us, but master that is bigger, it's more honorable than only a teacher. It's a master in this world. And more than that, Nicodemus recognizes Jesus as coming from God. Jesus was different, coming from God, but because of the signs. Because of the miraculous signs, we cannot see here 
any mention of his teachings, but the sign. Was this the reason why Nicodemus was there? The signs, things that we can see, things that we can touch, that we can put our expectations on them because we see, because we touch, because we can be there. But Jesus has his own agenda, his own way to deal with things, his way to act, his, only, his own way to teach. He knows all men, all the humankind. He knows us, each one of us. Jesus knows us. Jesus knows our hearts. Jesus knows, of course, Nicodemus' heart. Jesus replies to Nicodemus with a statement that was not expected by him. It was in a different way, different subject from what he had told Jesus. Instead of paying more attention to the miracles or the miraculous signs, Jesus presents Nicodemus with the need of every human being, with something different. Jesus asked, oh, I'll go back, sorry. This one. Okay. I'll tell you the truth. This is the verse 3. From nothing, out of the blue, Jesus brings this statement to Nicodemus. And uh, he was thinking, I'm talking about miracles, miracle signs. I'm talking about things that you did and you're telling me about things that I cannot understand. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you something that is real, very important to you. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. And in the best Greek version, born from above. Born from other place. Nicodemus didn't understand. How is this possible? How can this be? As on many other occasions, the human limitation, our limitation to understand spiritual things led him, led Nicodemus to think in a literal, in a physical, in a material way. We are like this. We are like this, like Nicodemus. The question from him was how this can be. The verse 4, how can a man be born when he is old? How? Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Literally impossible, Nicodemus. Thank you for clarifying us. It's really impossible. We cannot do this. This is not what Jesus is telling. Jesus answered him and go deeper in his teaching about the real meaning of a new life in the kingdom of God. For the first time, no one can see the kingdom of God. In the second time, no one can enter in the kingdom of God if you not be born again. Not only in the future, this kingdom will be real 
but now is here. It was at that time, it was for Nicodemus and for every one of us. It's now. And Jesus separates the material from spiritual. Talking about to be born of water and spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. And spirit gives birth to spirit. This spirit with the big S is the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God. And the, the question from Nicodemus came back. Who or how is this possible? How can this be? He still don't understand. He's still in the same position, the same point that we are sometimes. Asking God the same question. Despite He shown us a lot of times what He really wants from us. How can this be? Nicodemus was so sure about his heritage as a son of Abraham. And all the rules he had followed all his life. He was so sure that he just could not understand what Jesus was saying to him. Not even all his knowledge as a teacher of Israel could help him at that moment to understand heavenly things. So are we. We try to do that. Time after time, we try to understand heavenly things, doing earthly things. We try to follow rules, to tick some boxes, expecting that the things could happen. To find something that we won't find by ourselves. Or the things that we just do. To be a descendant of Abraham was not enough to Nicodemus. To be a Pharisee, a doctor of the law, wasn't enough to Nicodemus. To keep the rules of the Jewish religion wasn't enough to Nicodemus. The fact that you were born in a Christian home, coming to the church every Sunday, doing good things, maybe knowing by heart a lot of verses from the Bible, maybe giving your money to God's work. All of these amazing and wonderful things, really good, they still good. But it won't guarantee you a place in heaven. It's not enough. It's not enough to give you a new life. Not enough to change your heart. This is the reason Jesus brings to the conversation heavenly things. He brings the conversation to God's love. He turned the subject to himself, Jesus, to faith, to believe. To put your trust in different things. To turn your eyes to Jesus. To follow this leader. To follow Jesus. To have a real life. We need something that happens from above. We need something that is supernatural. 
bigger than all our efforts and even comprehension sometimes. But something that will change our lives forever. So we have here, in one verse, the full message of the, the Bible. The full message, everything that we want to need is in this verse. The verse 16 of John chapter 3. If we lost all the, all the Bible, if we don't have the Word of God anymore, but we have John 3, 16, we are still ready to believe. Full of comprehension of who is God and what He did for us. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is it. Again, we could finish here, go home, and have a lot to think, to think about it. To have ourselves push against the wall in our lives and think about this statement. This is what we really need. Believe. Believe, trust, and leave what Jesus is for us. Not what He has done, but what He is for us. The great demonstration of God's love. This is Jesus. This is our leader. This is the one we need to follow. And doing this, understanding that what we do here is not enough for us, but what He did, it's more than enough. It's about eternal life. Eternal life with no end. But it's also about life now. Life here. This is the main point of everything that we have been heard here. To live this eternal life here. To live these Jesus principles and values here. Where we are now. In our front lines, have you heard before? Everywhere you are. Everywhere you spend every second of your life. This is what it's about. To leave Jesus in our lives. To follow Jesus in our lives. Not only some changes that we decided to make in our behavior won't be enough. Not only a moral transformation that things that we used to do and now we decide don't do anymore won't be enough. Or maybe a different meeting on Sunday morning, a different place to hear different things won't be enough. Not only a reform or an improvement in your way of life, we do need to be born again. We need to born from above. To be transformed in total. To have a new heart, a new will, a new personality, new happiness, new desire, new joy, new hope, new love, new everything. 
this, this way of life, this new life needs to lead us to follow Jesus. Where Jesus lives in me and don't, I don't live anymore. He's the one I want to follow. Not by a list of things that I need to do to achieve something. But by the Spirit that gave me birth, as we heard, we heard before. Gave me birth and guide me for the glory of God. We sang this. We want to live for God's glory. To glorify God every time in everything that we do. Every breath that, you, that we take, we want to glorify God. We sing this, it's so beautiful. We tell everyone that we want to live for Christ, but we're still trying to do the things in our own way, not Jesus' way. Every day of our lives should be lived to fulfill God's will and glorify His name, to show Jesus and share His love and His salvation. Nicodemus went back to his life after that time with Jesus. After that conversation with Jesus. He didn't leave his position in the high court of Israel. He didn't show himself as a follower of Jesus at that first moment. But later, when all the others left, he was there. Nicodemus was there to help Joseph of Arimathea to bury Jesus. He was there. Something happened in that conversation with Jesus. Something changed his life. He understood what means to be born from above. He was there. He was there to help that man. He finally understood what Jesus told him. I will dare to say something here. Religion itself is not a problem. Religiosity, it's dangerous and it's evil. Religious practice is part of our lives. But religion won't save anyone. Religion and relig religiosity are not enough to us. Not enough to our lives. To our lives as followers of Jesus. To our lives as children of God. Religion and religiosity is not enough. Jesus, a little further on this, on this John's Gospel says that I am, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. His. And He wants us to live this truth. He wants us to understand which way we need to take to follow Him, because He is the way. In His last night with His apostles, He told that He was going. He was leaving. And one of them asked Him, where are you going? He said, you know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. We don't know 
they said. And he answered this, I am the way. I am the way. You need to walk through my life. You need to walk with me. And here, in this test that we read before, we are called to love. To love the light and to live into the light. Light that is Jesus. And light that He wants to live within us. We are light of the world. We need to live Jesus' life to show the world who He is. But whoever, and this is, oh, this is my statement, sorry. This is the last verse, the 21st of the text we read. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. If we follow Jesus indeed, we will learn that religion is not enough. Not the things that we do to achieve something, but live. Jesus' life is enough for us. Live what Jesus wants us to live, to understand that He is enough for us, and this love that He is, is more than capable to change our lives. Are you available to live this life? Are you brave enough to trust in God, to believe in this love, and let Him change your life?